2: If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
3: All 92 places in the football league may have separated these teams last season but it's the magic of the FA Cup that today they start as equals. Welcome to the Football Rambles Guide 2. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Luke Moore. And I'm Jim Campbell. Let's begin the draw for the third round. Well,
0: let's go in.
3: The magic of the Cup. It's a phrase you hear a lot when it comes to the FA Cup. It is, after all, the oldest cup competition in world football, a tournament viewed all over the globe, one that can immortalise both teams and individuals.
4: Radford again. Oh, what a goal! What a goal! Radford the scorer, Ronnie Radford.
3: However, that is not where the magic lies. The competition is at its most truly magical in the third round. On the wet, windy January days where Premier League and Championship teams enter the fray, setting up the potential for top-level sides to clash with non-league amateurs. 58 is Marine. Whoa. 39, Tottenham Hotspur. Some of those sides have been battling away from as early as August.
4: Solly Moores in front
1: here.
3: And the trips around the grounds gives us a snapshot of modern England at its most local. For the home fans, it was all proving to be too much, but Woking hadn't finished. There's really nothing else like it. Oh, he Steve go! And Arsenal face humiliation. Over 700 teams enter, but only one will lift the trophy. Somehow, this is the best bit. So sidestep those potential banana skins. Kill your giants and hire a cherry picker so you can see into the ground. Because this is the Football Rambles guide to the FA Cup third round. Gentlemen, what a show. Yeah, I've already declared that. <laughs> <laughs> See how we go. What a topic, I should say. Yeah. Uh, my goodness, your favourite uh, weekend of the footballing calendar, Luke. Always
4: North. has been. Yes. Always has been. Probably always will be. Very, very excited about the third round. Um, for Basically, the reasons you just said in the intro. Mm. We'll come on to it in more detail, I'm sure. But yeah, just a really great nostalgic trip for me uh, mm. and something that is probably... The reason I got into football in the first place, I would say.
3: There we are, yeah. Mm. Well, it is a very special weekend. And what's the one thing that you always look forward to seeing, Jim? For me, it is the lengths that fans go
5: to to view the game without physically being in the stadium. There's a, there's a, there is always someone up a tree yeah. or someone on, on a roof. Or mm-hmm. When you get those really, really tiny grounds that are just in the middle of a town where mm. it's surrounded by houses or, or some sort of natural vantage point, mm. I just love it. Yeah, I, I've never done it. I've never been in a situation
3: where I can go and like basically steal a football match. <laughs> <laughs> and I would love to be. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think, I think seeing houses seeing windows actually is a glorious thing if, Luke
4: if you're talking about what I'm looking forward to about this specific third round okay. this weekend um, for me I find that the embarrassment that my football club I support puts me and through our fans through name them it, it's always quite local Portsmouth <laughs> it's always quite local yeah mm. This this weekend, Portsmouth are travelling to Spurs. I imagine it will be a lot more of a high-profile event. Yes. So it'd be nice for other people to really empathise yeah. with what the rest of us go through. Um, that is provided the manager sticks around mm. between now and then, which he may not. So um, a chance for my team to embarrass us on a far bigger scale is what I would say.
3: Yeah, my, I think one of my favourite things, it has to be the the minnows, the, uh, the small teams in the FA Cup third round. Because I love it after... Um, the second round when a small side are in the third round. And maybe they have beaten a League One or a League Two side and they're non-league or they're, or they're you know, amateurs or, or, or quite far down. And in that third round draw, they're away to Manchester United. Or they're away to yeah. Chelsea, something like that. And they all go crazy. They really want it. They always yeah. really want and it. And they all celebrate. And, and that often happens, of course, if they manage to get to the fourth round and, and, and so on. So to see the excitement of one of these teams then go to one of the big grounds or, or host uh, a Premier League side. And there's something about seeing a Premier League side rocking up uh, at a ground, as you've just described there, Jim. It, it's a glorious yeah. thing. And you realise just... Because one can forget about football. You think it's this game played at the, at the only at the elite level. And you think, no, it's the same rules. It's yes. the same lot, the same accoutrement mm-hmm. that you get. It's um, a huge pyramid. It is.
4: It's, it's a it's big a, old it's a, pyramid. It's a pyramid that other countries marvel at. Yes. Because there's so much going on. There's so many teams. There's so much world... Well- Great support. Mm-hmm. I would also say another highlight for me um, would be when the TV cameras turn up and the director and the producer of the programme makes one of the reporters do a report on how one of the players works in a factory or something. Yeah, yeah like It's yeah. painfully patronising. This man's got a proper job. <laughs> Look at him.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, one of the other things as well is that uh, because... The BBC are obviously stretched trying to get all the games in, and they've only got a certain amount of time. Oh, they use the, the local co- radio, the yeah. local radio commentators. It's always yeah. great. Oh, look at that! <laughs> it's a goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it is just absolutely brilliant. So yes, yeah, so let's let's sort of set the scene, if you will. The FA Cup is all, is open to almost everyone. Um, any team in the top ten levels of the English football pyramid is able to enter. And that is over 700 teams, mm. which is a phenomenal thing. Mm. Um, the, so the very first game of this season's competition was played on Friday, the 5th of August, in the extra preliminary round. Uh, we, I mean, the 5th of August, you That's know. astonishing. Because one can think the but FA it really Cup starts, only starts in, now. Yeah, in but January. It but again, we stress third round. And I think that, that in itself, if you're not familiar with the FA Cup or when you're first getting into football, it's like, the third? what happens in the previous yeah. two because any other cup competition, really, uh, on, on a grander stage, you think of the Champions League or, yeah. or, or the Europa League or even the World Cup and so on, it, it, it does seem a little bit odd. I mean, for a lot of teams, making it here is a huge deal at all. That's right.
4: None of none of you remembered uh, New Haven FC beating Canterbury City FC ten nil in the extra preliminary round. Was this it year.
3: ten? Was it ten? In the end, I, I think yeah. I switched off at seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, switched that...
4: off from what? <laughs> <laughs> switched off your brain.
3: Yeah. <laughs> on telly. Yeah. Well, it, so that 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 sort of round featured the likes of, as you said, Hereford Lads Club FC, Street FC, and Ardley United. Just to give a few mentions there. Um, so after six rounds of qualifying, the thirty-two qualifiers join the forty-eight teams in League 1 and League 2 for the first round proper. Mm -hmm. I love how you've got proper in there to give it that extra uh, uh, zing. And then after the second round, just 20 of those teams are left then excitingly, the big boys from the Championship and the Premier League arrive, of course, for uh, the third round of the Cup. Don't know they're born, do they? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But it is incredibly exciting uh, when a, a small team, they make it all the way through because it's a tough old job. Mm. I mean, if you think about, on, again, on a grander scale in the Champions League, how many teams enter the preliminary rounds uh, to get through... Um, well, all that, but that's a, but that's different because they are the champions of their country.
4: What, what's also interesting about it is that now I think I'm right in saying that the games in the preliminary rounds and all that kind of stuff they mm. go they just go straight to penalties. I think so yeah. there's no replays and stuff. Mm-hmm. But back in the day, in every round of the FA Cup, mm. the teams would just keep playing replays until there was a winner. Yeah, yeah, and that would just go over and over again. And, mm. and the record is in 1971. Alva Church played Oxford City mm-hmm. in the fourth qualifying round and they played six times in yeah. 17 days. The winner was scored by Bobby Hope of Alva Church in the 588th minute. <sighs> the six games were played at five different grounds and Alva Church then had to play their first round proper match the next day yeah. <laughs> and got beaten.
3: Uh, I mean, <laughs> it's,
5: it's a, it was not an efficient system, was it? <laughs> said, there's six games. Mad. It was Stunning stuff. Yeah.
4: Incredible. It, is, it is absolutely. But incredible. now it's now it's um now it's like penalties all the way, I guess, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. yeah well, because some people because say... players don't play enough, in my view. No,
3: they don't. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, you, but you do get the replays. I mean, some smaller sides in the third round, you know, if they get the last minute equaliser, you
4: want to replay because you yeah. want to go to the, the Old Trafford and get the gate receipts and all the rest of it. And it's, yeah. and it's a
3: beautiful thing uh, when that happens, and 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 yeah, not just for the um, the cheer. A point of of, of playing at a bigger game the money is important for these yeah. small sides you know it's such a big cash injection and the three non-league sides that are still in the mix this year by the way Chesterfield who we re- remember going quite far of course Boreham Wood and Wrexham who have uh, got a little bit of pedigree in the FA Cup in, in, in history of course yeah. so yes now um the fixtures that we do look out for are the other David versus Goliath. Obviously. Yes, there's no two ways about that. And in 2021, uh, Jose Mourinho's Tottenham Hotspur went to eighth tier Marine in the third round. I remember round. that. Yeah. It was brilliant. 160 places between the two sides—the largest gap between two teams in the third round um, FA Cup history—which is amazing. Actually, I'd forgotten that. Actually, that yeah. that stat
4: before. Well, um, when I played in New Zealand, my manager was a former striker for Marine. Is that right? Yeah. And I remember this game. This game was amazing because um, there was so much of a community atmosphere around Marine. Because didn't they run, because it's obviously off the back of COVID. Mm. They were trying to raise money because teams were trying to stay alive because of everything that had gone on under lockdown and all the rest of it. And I think they were doing like, they were auctioning virtual tickets, weren't they? You could put your cardboard cutout in the ground. I remember there being a cardboard cutout of Jurgen Klopp there because someone just (laughs) uploaded his phone or something. There were people in their back gardens watching the game. Incredible, really, because the Spurs won pretty easily in the end, but it yeah. was, um, it was a, a really brilliant affair.
5: It's a quite unique thing, isn't it? Like, in music, for example, the Rolling Stones don't offer the opportunity to support them to, like, the winner of an open mic night. They yeah. should. And this is how it feels, isn't it? The Rolling Stones would do that. But they should do that. And if, <laughs> no, and if but you're it listening would, it, to it get be, on it. It but... would be
3: like seeing a band like that at, at your local working exactly. men's club or something. Exactly, and it's, it's pretty yeah. unique, isn't it? It's, well, it's, when you see these players who... Again, the the velvet rope of the Premier League is is a, a mere speck on the horizon yeah. when they turn up to these grounds. And uh, and, and sometimes, you know, once in a while, maybe the the coach will not be able to get through or something and the players have to walk to the ground and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You know, it's it's a remarkable thing. We should say, by the way, that non-league Chorley beat Derby County that season. Um, in uh, That's where the
4: cherry picker mentioned come from on in the intro. That's yes. right. Because I remember the two fans being up there in a cherry picker. Yeah. It's worth it. I mean, how much is it realistically going to cost to hire a cherry picker between a few of you? I don't. know. I genuinely have no idea. Uh, they obviously thought it was worth it, yeah. and it was worth it because I got the win. and that's what you're looking for you see and mm-hmm. if you ask you asked me earlier about why I love the third round so much, yeah. It's because you have to you always find. Just for a law of averages, it seems mm. there will be an upset or two somewhere yeah. in that in that round. So yeah. you mentioned Chesterfield this season, for example. There, I think they're playing in West Brom at home, yeah. um, which will be a, you know, an interesting one. There's a chance. Bore no. and would have playing Accrington at home, a chance there as well. But what you're hoping for mm. is you're hoping for, you know, let's use the Marine versus Spurs example, the biggest gap ever. So maybe that was you know even more unrealistic. But you're hoping for Marine. To catch Spurs cold. You're, ha- you're yeah. hoping, the football fan in you thinks, I don't know how much all these Spurs players are going to fancy this. Yes. And, oh, they've played a slightly weakened team. That's right. And yeah. if Marine catch them cold because the pitch is a load of shit and the weather's really bad, Yeah. and you tell yourself in your mind... That it's possible. That a it's a leveller. Exactly. And then you have this amazing thing where it's the same energy and the same football gods that preside over the fact that when you're 3-0 down yeah. and you score a goal yes. and, and the momentum starts to swing and it doesn't matter how good you are at football mm-hmm. no one can do anything about it mm-hmm. it's the same football gods here because all of a sudden if Marine this didn't happen so I'm is a flight of fancy but if Marina one nil up and Spurs have a penalty and then they miss it That's right, and then yeah, the one yeah, gets yeah, cleared yeah. off the line yeah. and then Spurs get really <coughs> desperate and there's an altercation and one of yeah. their players get sent off yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah. shit this could be like a really big yeah. deal and then they start to realise it oh, and yeah. they get Effective, but and they go we can't yeah. be a part of this team totally. that lost a fucking Marine in the FA Cup <laughs> yeah. and they start trying too hard and the crowd are losing their minds exactly. at this point. and you can't get that in the Premier League no. it just doesn't happen no. in the Champions League or the Premier League
3: I if- think that's the beauty because in the Premier League it's all about having control of the game you can try and control all the variables that you can and it's wonderful when there's a there's an upset, even in the Premier League. You think, oh, my goodness, did you see the end of that game or did you see what happened there? This is the most kind of rawest, almost like visceral yeah. example of that kind of stuff. When you have the glamour side, when you have the team who think, oh, we want to be... And you have this this team of like, no, we're dragging this down at the trenches. The the, the poor quality, of the pitch, perhaps, or the or the, the the nature of the crowd, or whatever it is. All they and there is that sniff, as you say, of they don't fancy it. They look uncomfortable. Now, of course, the reality, that's what
4: the magic of the FA Cup is.
3: Well, it's, I mean, look, but we should say top flight sides have won forty eight of their past fifty ties against non league sides. And again, it, it very rarely happens. I think sometimes we think it happens quite a lot. Yeah. Because we want it to happen, and when it does happen, it's it's given top billing. Two out of fifty is legitimately not bad
5: for. Well, I, eight, yeah, absolutely. I'd,
4: I'd love to know as well. We haven't got it in front of us, but I'd love to know if the previous fifty, if it was a higher amount, because it'll be interesting mm. to see how the gap is ex- expanding yeah. Yeah. from from the haves and have not have nots. You know, um, but but I I feel like there's always you must tell yourself there's always a chance. I guess that's what I'm getting at. Yeah, and and. Those players don't want to be a part of that thing and, and it starts to become play on their mind, it seems. And no one's impervious to this, right? Yeah. It becomes part, it infects everyone. Yeah. Um and 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 the reason I say it doesn't happen in the league, it doesn't happen in the Champions League, mm-hmm. is because this is a straight knockout tournament. Mm, yeah. You know, in, in in even if you have got a, a it's very unlikely that a minnow mm. would get into the Champions League anyway. But if sure. they did and they got through the group stage, even if they win a knockout game, this is always gonna be a second leg anyway, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. The league, fine, it's it's interesting when you know Brentford beat Man City away like I did this mm. season. I mean, ultimately he's yeah. forgotten about pretty quick because there is an well, extra the, the, the
3: long the, the more football you have, the the, the quality will show. Yeah, and I, and so I think with the whole kind of you know extra time and replays and so on, I understand why teams want the replays. But one of the arguments for the minnows uh, for the for the smaller sides is actually if it's just over ninety minutes. Then, or, or straight to penalties or whatever, you've got more of a chance, technically, to go through. You know, a bit of a smash and grab kind of thing. Um, but yes, uh, so I mean, the, the competition, having said all this, the competition is often won by big size. We've seen that, especially uh, in recent years. Um, however, when Wimbledon won it in 1988, my goodness, what an upset that was when Luke Moore's very own Portsmouth won it in 2008. It was really all about the quarterfinal that year, though, we should say. Because they then became favourites afterwards. So, in fact, why are we even bothering mentioning them? Um, uh, Wigan Athletic in 2013 beating Man City. I was at that final? Yeah, Yeah.
4: I was at both those last two finals. There you are. Uh,
3: But yes, so the crowd is very important when it comes to FA Cup and and, and so on and so forth. And home teams uh, can actually, uh, they, 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 they give up a bigger allocation for away fans due to tournament rules. Uh, 15% for FA Cup ties, which does add to the atmosphere. Yeah, it does. I, I thought it, it
4: was mean... more than that, actually. Yeah, it, well, it often well, seems like the that. to split the gate receipts and stuff, and that's why teams like Lincoln, who will come on to, mm. it was like transformational for them.
3: Yeah. Well, it, this can uh, sometimes lead to uh, some interesting uh, moments, because in a fourth round tie between Everton and Liverpool in 1981, if you think about the rivalry between those two at that time, you yeah. know when they were two of the best, certainly Liverpool, but Everton were right up there. Everton forward Imre Varadi scored and ran to celebrate with who he thought were the home fans, um, but the paddock had been given to the Liverpool fans, so he did big clenched fists in front of the Liverpool fans and was, was hit square in the face with a pie. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Ah. you never far
5: from a pie in yeah, English yeah. football, are you? Was yeah. it
3: that guy who hacked uh, Jeremy Corbyn's Twitter account? <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Imri Varadi is a pie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We, we have to be a bit disciplined here because we don't want to just reel them off for you, um, everybody, because we could do that. I remember that one, that one, that one, that one. So we'll try and slim it down a bit. But where we have to begin is well before any of us were born. We go back to 1972, Hereford 2, Newcastle 1, uh, which is, the, uh, to me, and this, this happened 10 years before I was born – Ronnie Radford, the one player associated with, with the FA Cup third round, has FA Cup immortality. Yeah, he really does. He, he appears on every BBC compilation around the tournament, um, scoring that phenomenal goal to to equalise. I always thought it was the winner. Yeah, it's not, is it? It's the equalising goal. Um, and, and so, yeah, the Southern League side, Hereford United, they were 1-0 down against Newcastle. The fact is it took Newcastle to, what, the 82nd minute or something to score and go ahead. And then he picks up the ball and the pitch is a state, you know, all the rest of it. Like a bog. Oh, it's shocking. Genuinely just horrendous to even look at. Well, if you think pitches are bad now in, in lower leagues, they're actually not. It's actually it's mildly disrespectful sometimes when you talk about it. You're just mm. comparing it to Premier League stuff. The pitches back in those days... In fact, you don't even know, need to go that far. In the 90s sometimes when you see Premier League coverage. Even mm. at the top yeah. level, it was, it was ridiculous. But the, you're absolutely right. He hits this ball from all of 30 yards. And it, and, and as, as Motson says in the commentary, it flies into the top corner. And it is the dictionary definition of a ball flying into the top corner. And then everybody runs onto the pitch to celebrate. And I think... I, th- I presume if you wanted to go to that game you had to wear a green parker jacket <laughs> because everybody's got them on and it's just it is absolute chaos and it is it's one of my favourite clips from football ever
4: yeah. um, it's an amazing affair and I, I I read um, Malcolm McDonald's take on it oh yeah who is obviously a Newcastle legend and yeah. uh, former England centre forward and I'll just read this paragraph to you about the whole circumstances around Hereford 2 Newcastle 1 in 1972 mm. he says the tie wasn't a one day affair it was a saga <laughs> that took five five postponements two games and three weeks to complete we were called off at St James's Park twice for rain before we finally played on the 24th of January which was a Monday night it was a two-all draw an awful lot is made of the goals scored in the replay, but people forget that Hereford produced two phenomenal strikes at Newcastle mm. from Colin Addison and Brian Owen. The replay at Edgar Street, where these mm. scenes happened, of course, was then already called off three times before we played. We were trying to fit in league games while seeming to live most of <laughs> January in Worcester, right? The replay was scheduled for 26th of January. We went down three times for it, and it became a 10-day wait before we mm. finally played the match. We packed an overnight bag for one of the trips, and because we had to hang around for days, our clothes began to stink. <laughs> There was a a, a department store called Cecil Gee's in Worcester, and they'd never know a time like it. We were their best customers. (laughs)
3: Yeah, (laughs) bet. But the thing is, though, that the circumstances is, are incredible and, around uh, it. But people should know more about that because that clip is so iconic
5: and yeah. so wonderful. It wasn't just a one off moment, right? There's no. a lot of, lot of uh, narrative around it. Indeed. Indeed.
4: Malcolm like, McDonald also says the guy who came on and scored the winner after Ronnie Radford, that's right, who's a yeah. guy called Ricky George, mm. he said something like, he's the luckiest man I've ever met in my life because he scored that goal. Mm. And then Newcastle had an amazing string of luck to not score and equalise themselves. And apparently, with the mon- something like the money he made from it, he went and bought a horse, yeah. which became a brand national winner. <laughs> like, wow. he, he had an amazing run of luck, apparently. Love yeah. it. Absolutely
3: yeah. love it. Yeah. Uh, moving through the years, 1984, Bournemouth 2, Manchester United nil. Third division side Bournemouth, Managed by a very young Harry Redknapp, who looks fantastic in a in a classic Adidas Originals tracksuit. By the mm-hmm. way, if you can find the footage of that, and they beat the holders, um, at Manchester United, of course, who were uh, who were managed by Big Ron, Ron Atkinson. Uh, one can forget. Um, who who? <laughs> no,
4: it's, it's amazing. It's the, it's the an amazing situation because because um, obviously Bournemouth win the game too, as you said. Yeah, a couple of um, set pieces, I think, and you know, it was just one of those things. And um, and the second, it was a classic example, which we see over and over again. Yep. The team try to push for an equaliser, they get caught out and they lose 2-0. So it looks like a much more comprehensive yeah. win than it actually was. Yeah. Not taking anything away from Bournemouth. But there's a great video online, and I would implore anyone yeah. listening to this to go and watch it, of Big Ron on um, St. and Greasy, which were one of the big football chat shows at yeah. the time. And it went all the way through the 80s into the 90s, I think. I used to watch it quite a lot with my, with my family. And... Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's on it. I don't know why he's agreed to do it. Oh, he loves but he it. He sat there with a face like thunder in his sh- suit and tie. And every time he's asked a question, he uses it as an opportunity to lay into one of his players on national TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he goes, he goes, uh, he says something like, it's, "Well, yeah. Brian Robson. I thought Brian Robson was the best player in Britain." Look at him trying to put that cross in. Yeah. Goes into the stand. <laughs> <laughs> Gary Bailey. He's, he's he's making mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> About his really... own players. Yeah,
3: like yeah. even if he did that now as a as a pundit, you'd think it's a bit harsh. Yeah. yeah, he's digging out his own players. But it was yeah. I, I found this quite funny. Milton Graham, who scored one of the uh, the, the, the goals for, for, for Bournemouth, said he um, with regards to Redknapp, he tried to keep everything as normal as possible. We used to have a mad a side, southerners against northerners on the Friday, and that was exactly the same to motivate his team. Redknapp. Told them he'd seen the Man United players sat in the lounge watching the horse racing half an hour before kick off. Um, apparently, they went to uh, the Bournemouth players went to a local nightclub after the game, but were turned away by the bouncer because a group of lads had impersonated them and were having free drinks inside already. <laughs> the <laughs> finest
5: moment of their careers,
4: or something. Yeah.
3: Little sobs absolute of... chances. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
4: absolutely. I love
3: that. Yeah, but I mean, there's been some great giant killings. Uh, but, but
4: that, that one, Mark, sort cut in that Harry Redknapp thing. I mean, that's really what. Started Harry yeah. Redknapp's managerial yeah. career. That's what put him on the map. The same yeah. way that John Motson is put on the map by the Hereford thing. Yeah. So the Hereford one, I think the game starts being played on the foot. It's it's played on the fourth round day. Right. It's postponed so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a lot of cancellations, so it gets bumped to the top of match of the day. Mm. John Motson commentates on it. And they say does such a good job. They yeah. give him a three year contract. Yeah. It launched his career.
3: But that moment when he scores.
4: Oh, what a go Yeah, exactly. It's what iconic. A go- it's it's iconic. Uh, really, and, pure. and I think this is the same with Redknapp at Bournemouth. Yeah, He's, it puts him on the map, and he mm. and then he gets some. His his, his career is basically underway after that.
3: But I think some of the commentary in the FA Cup is 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 it is the raw emotion of it. You're just
5: completely mm. taken with it. The Radford one is funny, isn't it? Because you do have to remind yourself that they were a non-league team. Yeah, it's it's because. Ronnie Radford is famous because he wasn't famous. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and it's a and, it's a, and that name as it's well. Such, exactly. No yeah, one's it's called Ronnie so Radford anyway. time. <laughs> yeah.
3: yeah. Um, do you remember in 2011 when Stevenage Borough beat uh, Newcastle 3-1? I do remember that, and it yeah. was like Newcastle—they could never get past. Was it like the third or fourth round for like 10 years? Yeah, I, yeah. like, I remember Pete used to moan about it. And it was like, Stevenage, that's not a bad draw. Oh, there's uh, there goes Mark Ashley. 3-1 Cassidy. as well. New, Mark <laughs> Ashley's Newcastle United. That's yeah. If you want, that's them in a kind of a nutshell. You know really. who
4: was the manager of Stevenage then as well? Your friend and mine. Not Graham Wesley. It was Graham Wesley.
3: Oh, yeah. no. Well, we're all here to hang medals around our necks. As <laughs> <laughs> big Graham once said, yeah. yeah. I mean, there was some, some great ones. Newport beating uh,
4: Leicester City. Not
3: that long ago when they were all chanting at Gary Lineker. Love that.
5: That
4: was that was at um, Rodney Parade, wasn't it? That amazing was. stand. Uh, amazing Again, stand, you don't
5: don't have names like Rodney Parade anymore, <laughs> do you? Um,
3: I think we need to talk about Ian Lee, Marcus. I think we do. Uh, this was the Bournemouth goalkeeper who was promised a lifetime supply of free pizza if he kept a clean sheet uh, against Manchester United by the Italian restaurant the team went to the night before. Yeah. Unlucky boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll claim that free pizza. Yeah. In fact, I'll just turn it. I don't even fancy one. I just wanna, <laughs> want one every day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. A few years later, the restaurant did change hands, and the new owner refused to honour the agreement. And the new owner was, of course, Harry Redknapp. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. When you
4: see him, you had your fun. When you see him, you're the size, of, you're the size of a house now.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you yeah. see him interviewed about it, like rednap revels in this. Oh yeah, like yeah. he's absolutely gleeful about taking away yeah. this man's free pizza. That despite is... the fact that he, as you say, you know, played a part in
3: putting him on the yeah. map. Yeah. Well, when you're the ruthless, king, he's the king of the south coast, isn't he? Yeah. But that is classic rednap He gets them all going. He uses all the ways to motivate them. blah blahdy blah. And then oh, fuck off. Fuck. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not a free shop, is it? No, <laughs> what's his name? As in snatch, um, but the FA Cup third round again. We could. There's so many more giant killings, and I appreciate that uh, you'll be saying, "Oh, but what about that one?" But again, you know, we, we we try to slim it down. But there are cult heroes, of course, that emerge uh, from the FA Cup due to the third round. Uh, anyone leap to mind when you think of cult heroes I mean, he talked about Roy Radford, yeah. of course, perhaps the ultimate um,
4: one, Big Matt Reed at Lincoln. Yes, are oh, now you're talking. So when Lincoln had that amazing run yeah. in 1617
3: under the Cowley brothers, yes. in charge of Portsmouth at the time yeah, of recording. That's,
4: that's the, uh, you know when they say a butterfly flaps its wings in Tokyo it causes a hurricane in fucking LA? You know, the cowlies go on an FA Cup run Lincoln causes my life a misery five years later. Um, but Matt Reed, who was the big guy up front for Lincoln, uh, he, he was a kind of interesting character because you didn't see a player of his shape very often. Uh, I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be yeah. diplomatic. You know, I'm, not, I'm not an ideal shape myself. It's a big unit, um, isn't it? Yeah, but, but the thing was he became iconic with that run. But he didn't score a single goal in it. Mm. Yeah. So there's other players who score. I mean, like Sean Raggett, who, speaking of which, plays for Portsmouth now, centre back, mm. he scored a couple of goals in that run. Yeah. Um, but Reed didn't didn't score at all, I don't think, but was still synonymous with it because he was such a nuisance, such a yeah. such a kind of um a battering round, like a human JCB. Well, like catching
3: because of his size and all that, people remember him. Yeah.
4: And and and, and and the, and Lincoln were the first team from level five to so the National League mm. to reach the quarterfinals. For, I think since 1914, so yeah. over a hundred years. Um, and it was a really interesting run, and it started, of course, in most people's um, minds in the third round. But I, I remember all I would finish by saying is that Matt Reed was synonymous with that, so he's definitely a cult hero of that particular run, although he didn't score a goal. However, once he did, once score an overhead kick against Barrow that was in, lovely, the, yeah. in the league, and it was one of the oddest things I've seen. It was like it was like watching a tribute band fall off a stage.
3: Mm. Some <laughs> <laughs>
4: Because like you think he's, try- I see what he's trying to do, yeah. and he's doing quite a good job of of, of of mimicking them. He scored. Oh, it's ended like he did score. The keeper put, he's put the in, ball in the net, which is yeah. what he's
3: there to do. Yeah. I, I've heard that because um, uh, uh, Lincoln an incredible run. They made it all the way through to the quarterfinals, and uh, they were in two thousand sixteen seventeen, and they they finally lost to Arsenal. But they'd beaten Burnley in the fifth round, of course, who were Premier League at the time. Um, and and Reed himself turned pro when he was twenty eight. Yeah, uh, quit his job um, with JCB. So, you know, an, an amazing moment for him. But I did hear that him not scoring, but yet being such a crucial part of the team of their run, that it was who Olivier Giroud modelled himself yeah, for the World true, Cup. Yeah. Happens, all,
4: happens up and down the Premier. Uh, yeah. Matt Ree's still playing at 38. Yeah. Um, and his Twitter account is brilliant. It's, um, I looked at it yesterday. It's uh, complaints to train companies, having a pop at Tory MPs. He's all over it. Yeah. So it's definitely worth checking well, out. Well, that sounds great to me. Mm. Uh, but, of course,
3: with Lincoln, I mean... It shows you how what an effect it can have on on a side. Home attendances uh, increased hugely. They went on to win the National League that season. They then won League Two in 2019. And have been in the third tier ever since. Absolutely incredible. They used their FA Cup prize money to build a 1.3 million elite performance centre. That's how you do it. Absolutely. See how, how it can be transformative. You could say a lot of that. You could say all of it, maybe. Slightly fanciful because that National League win, maybe that's too much, but a part of that is because of that FA Cup run and this is this is the best bit isn't it
5: mm. like you, we mentioned it in the intro but I think this is the mo- the most fun the mm. FA Cup gets which is
3: weird because it's yeah. essentially the first first bit where I it involved like, it. In yeah. like yeah. the World Cup but you know the first round of the World Cup you could argue is the best bit of the World Cup when it's all it's all, it's all I, think for me, for. I think
4: for me the, the best bit of the World Cup is when you get two really fancy teams that meet in a quarter-final and it always seems to happen. netherlands Argentina this year, for mm. example. Yeah. That kind of bit where you have this real two big team banging against each other. But I understand what you mean. The chaotic energy of the group stage is yeah. amazing. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Um, in 1975, Wimbledon became the first non-league club to beat the top flight side away from home in almost 50 years. They beat poor old Burnley again, 1-0 <laughs> in, in, in the third round. Their goalkeeper, Dickie Guy, put in an unbelievable display to keep a clean sheet and he's now AFC Wimbledon president which is yeah. bloody lovely stuff.
4: He had an amazing um, career. He he was, uh, latterly, as, mm. as Top Brass will tell you, he was very, very vocally against the, the move into Milton Keynes. He's a bit of a cult hero at Wimbledon for, for those kind of reasons. And as you say, now he's the president. Mm. But, in that game against Burnley, he he was amazing. <clears throat> Excuse me, as you said. But he also saved a penalty in the fourth round against Leeds. Yeah. And I think he forced a replay and obviously Leeds were a massive side. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, then. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And during his Wimbledon career, he once made 275 consecutive appearances. That's brilliant. And only missed one game in a run of 449 consecutive matches between January 1970 and August 1977.
3: Stunning stuff. Um, yeah. I, it, it's, you know, it, it's almost like these sides. In reality, it's not. But it's almost like they've sort of won the footballing lottery when you shoot to fame with with a moment or with a game. You
4: you talk about individual players, you talk about cult heroes. There are also examples of players who have made a name for themselves Mm. because they get this extra attention because of what they're doing in the FA Cup third and Whether we like it or not, and it's weird to imagine in the world of data and statistical analysis mm-hmm. and all the rest of it, but it does seem to happen still now, mm-hmm. or certainly until very recently, that people who are decision makers in the sport will look at a player and go, mm-hmm. I think he can do it at a higher level. Mm-hmm. And he's just not had the exposure mm-hmm. before through bad luck or through playing for a non-league club in mm-hmm. the middle of nowhere, whatever. Um, and they and they can get a career out of it. You know, there's been people players who've actually been able to do that. I think I'm right in saying DJ Campbell might be one of those. Yeah, yeah. yes, that was good that example that a bell. of
0: it. But
3: it's, you're right. When 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 a team plays a, a lower league side, whatever league you play, in, whatever stadium you play in, pace will always catch the eye and will yeah. always have some kind of currency. And it's when a smaller side and, and you know a, quite a, a, a veteran fullback or or, or a you know, sort of a Gary Neville type or something like that who's been around the game and, and, and is a quality player gets taken to pieces by a really, really nippy young winger or something. You think, hang on, who's he? You know, and yeah. he gets a big move off it or, or something DJ like that. DJ
4: Campbell, just checking now, DJ Campbell scored 13 goals in the Premier League in 2010-11 for Blackpool and he started out playing for Yedding mm. in uh, the non-league. He were drawn up against Newcastle United. There you are. And then he signed for Martin Allen's Brentford after that. He scored, I think, 60-odd goals yeah. in two seasons for the, in the Isthmian First Division and then Premier Division, and his career was underway. Yeah. There's no doubt at all that that televised game yeah. mm. made a huge difference to his career. Oh, I'm sure a, there are other examples as well. A huge
3: shot window for a lot of these players. Mm. Have you? I mean, have you experienced much of the FA Cup third round? Because it's a glorious thing. I mean, I... So... I was um, once upon a time living in Farmer in Hampshire and they won their third round tie against um, Darlington, yeah, which set up a fourth round tie with Arsenal. Mm. Now, that was the excitement in the town when they won that third round tie and then got drawn away to... Well, they were at home to Arsenal and then they were like, no, 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 no we, we'll play at Highbury because I think actually Farmer's ground wasn't equipped enough. But when they won that third round tie, because, you know, beating Darlington was no mean feat uh, for Farnborough, who were, were, were below them. It, it Suddenly, it was like fever pitch. It yeah. really was in the town. Because I went to the fourth round tie. I know it's fourth round, we're talking about third round, but it was, of course, because of the success well, of it that round. sets it up there, doesn't it? Well, totally, yeah. And it was hilarious, because going up to Highbury, um, Arsenal's old ground that day, uh, you know, in, in, in February, and you look around and you go, Oh, there's the butcher, the baker, the candlestick maker. Yeah, They're yeah. all there. There's the bloke who works in the video shop. Yeah. That was a thing, young people. Yeah. Uh, you know, you, and so on. And everyone's like bought off uh, farmbrush shirts because yeah. it, oh, I only could buy two seasons ago because the club shop had run out. So,
4: you like are always this at, is at the back in that video shop, weren't you? I was, I was at the back. Yeah, <laughs> Just yeah. Up on those be- that beaded curtain. <laughs> <laughs>
1: they put it up for me.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't want to see what you're. Yeah, uh, but
5: but Just to make your own stuff. didn't yeah. You? Yeah.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You mentioned Darlington there. Uh-huh. Darlington's big claim to fame, I believe I'm right in saying, is they were the team that got given the nod to go through into the third round mm-hmm. after May United pulled out in ninety nine, 2000 ah. I think that's their FA Cup claim to fame.
3: Well, that leads us neatly on, uh, Luke, to our sort of uh, conclusion, if you like, of the FA Cup, because many see Manchester United's withdrawal from the competition entirely in the 99 2000 season uh, which was because of their participate participation in the club world cup as the turning point for the FA Cup because Manchester United were the holders of the FA Cup they therefore weren't going to defend it and people think that that was the point where the FA Cup became less important i think it is a bit oversimplified like i think it is, is yeah just... I, I agree with you jim i i i, I do as well because i think yeah the way football's going mean, you yeah for,
4: for me i would i would agree with you guys that's a simplification of the situation it's quite a convenient peg to hang your hat on mm-hmm. I think really the big death now, if there is a, I, I don't actually agree that there is a death knell of the FA Cup but if there it's
5: almost become part of the tradition of it hasn't it yeah. to have this <laughs> but, conversation but
4: if there is I would probably tentatively suggest that it's when the FA gave away a load of concessions to the Premier League at the start of the 90s and didn't do enough to protect it really mm-hmm. and they haven't done a great job in PRing it either I don't think
3: well I think but, yeah been the, the, the FA giving the top flight to the Premier League in, they could have put con-
4: concessions in they could have said the mm-hmm. FA Cup has to be the last game of the year mm-hmm. yeah. it has to play on its own day mm-hmm. it has to kick off at three it has to be televised I mean it is televised yeah. on, on Terrestrial but you know all these things they could yeah. have put concessions in place yeah. because what seems to happen now is the FA Cup doesn't isn't isn't the closing sort of showpiece end to the season like I mean, it we've
3: seen was. it a few times but yeah it should be yeah um, what it is. but I think the fact that far more often than not one of the big sides wins it mm. Mm. same with the league cup actually so but but the fact is that clearly it's not uh, a, you know a faded force or whatever because if it would you'd see a lot more smaller teams winning it which would be great as well. So yeah. if it does actually, it does it, throw them up every now and then, though, doesn't it? Which is fun. Yeah, but I mean, but very few though. When you, as I say, when you look at the winners, you, there's not that many small signs. So that, you,
4: you could protect it further by saying because the third round such a big deal. What you could do is protect it further by saying that the third round, the the lower league team has to be at home. Mm-hmm. I think they do that in France, maybe.
3: Well, the, the, yeah, the, the Coupe de France is, is an interesting. Which is comparison. the biggest, right?
4: That's got thousands of teams at the start. Well, I mean, right? that's
3: global. Yeah. I mean, you're playing yeah. with teams in the reunion islands or yeah. whatever. So but they
4: always have the, I think the lower ranked team always is at home. I think that would be a nice yes. way of doing it. Yeah,
3: well, I, th- I think they should give the, 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 the smaller side the option. Okay, right. Because they might want to play it, as I say, at the Etihad or Stamford Bridge or something like that, you know.
4: Two weird examples. Why is that? Villa Park, Old Trafford, Anfield—yeah, far better stadiums.
5: Well, okay,
3: fine.
4: The Etihad—they might want to play at Craven Cottage. (laughs) Fine, better. Yeah, better. Might want to play
3: at Frank Park. Park,
4: exactly <laughs> the emirates or yeah. is that
3: too new but, as well
4: but i think in summary I, yeah, in summary i would say that given that football's so sanitized now and i'm not one of these kind of against modern football types that you see on the internet who mm. probably don't really remember what football was actually like you've come it?
3: around to it now haven't you there
4: was a lot of negative things about football back in the days a lot of positive things about it and it's kind of the same now just slightly different problems and challenges i suppose but it's, it's a unique situation. Football can be, whatever you think of modern football, it is quite sanitised now and it is almost like theatre, both mm-hmm. in terms of prices and how the game is played and how good the players are and stuff. There's a lot less uncertainty. Mm-hmm. And I think to make things exciting when they're entertaining, it has to have uncertainty. Mm-hmm. People love a plot mm-hmm. twist in a film. People love a, bu- a brilliantly unpredictable theatre player. whatever. This is a way of injecting some uncertainty into something that we are, is actually sometimes a lot more predictable. So um, that's why it's important. The unpredictable nature of it, the challenge that is presented, it's a different type of challenge for these big teams. They don't see it in every other week of the season. So that's why it's important. That's why it needs to be protected and that's why it's a really big part of the calendar. Well said, sir
3: well said uh, thank you very much for joining us on another Football Ramble Guide Too remember we want your ideas for what to talk about next in 2023 if you fancy learning more about some of football's puzzling rules or some of its great personalities get in touch email us sharpfootballramble.com at footballramble.com or Twitter at footballramble with your suggestions there we are everybody thank you very much Luke Moore thank you thank you Jimmy Campbell thank you, you thank you everybody enjoy the FA Cup third round